Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a, a returning guest, Gillian Rothschild Scola, who is a French jury expert. She's a returning guest that used to speak to me about all things Chinese astrology that got me hooked into it as well. So, welcome to you again, Gillian. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> So today we thought we'd have another conversation to talk about an astrology forecast and the Chinese New Year of the Tiger now and all the opportunities that might be available for love and romance in this particular year. So over to you, Gillian. Well, excellent. We can definitely talk about that. So we are now in the year of the water tiger. It started in February and the Chinese calendar runs a little bit differently than the Gregorian calendar. So we actually started in February of 22 and it will run through February of 23. And in the area of love and romance, when we look at the energy of the year, there's a couple things that we can tap into. From a Chinese astrology perspective, we have 12 different zodiac or animal signs. Every year, each of the animal signs has different energy and different stars and different things that make them positive or have some challenges attributed to them. This year, in terms of romance, we have a special star called the peach blossom star and the annual peach blossom star is the zodiac sign of the rabbit. So if you have ever looked at like a, a placemat at a Chinese restaurant and it says that you were born in the year of the rabbit, then that's great because you could absolutely have the peach blossom star for the year automatically in your chart. Now in Chinese astrology, it is actually known as the four pillars of destiny because we look at information based on the year, the month, the day, and the time that someone was born. So if, if you saw that you were born in the year of the rabbit, that's great, but you could also have a rabbit animal sign in a month in the day or the year. So you wow. have three other opportunities to have this rabbit somewhere in your astrology chart. And then there's like this bonus where it's like, then there's more. <laughs> Everybody has what are called 10 year luck pillars. So as you go through your life, your, your, your life is broken into 10 year segments uh, that are called luck pillars, meaning you get like extra bonus energy for that 10 year time period. And you could absolutely be in a 10 year luck pillar with a rabbit zodiac sign there as well. So there's lots of opportunity for someone to tap into the annual peach blossom star in your chart. And does it, is it usually the case at some point in the, the coming year that you will have that in your chart or is it sometimes not the case? It is sometimes not the case, right? So it's going to be based on the specific time that you were born. And unfortunately we cannot crawl back up in our mother's wombs and be born <laughs> at a different time. You kind of get what you get because this is what's faded for you. Um, and typically the peach blossom star helps with attractiveness. It helps with likability. Um, it's sometimes called the flower of romance. So if you have this particular animal sign in your chart somewhere, 
it can indicate the opportunity of a romance coming. Um, and where it is located in your chart gives us as diviners, uh, as astrology readers, more information about where and when it might show up. Um, but in general, if you look at a chart and you see a rabbit, then that's, that's a good indicator that you might have the opportunity for a romance to come in this year. If you're looking for a romance, that's helpful. If you are already in a relationship, that's okay too, because you can use that kind of power of attractiveness for a business transactions, networking. Um, you may find that this particular peach blossom star is helpful just to interact with people. Like I have situations where if my peach blossom star is active, I'll be at the grocery store just buying whatever I need, some, something for dinner. And someone will just talk to me. Like I'm not trying to engage with them, but they, they want to connect with me and they, they're, they can feel my energy and they want to talk to me. And I'm all like, why are you talking to me? And they just chat, 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 chat on and on and on (laughs) because they, (laughs) it's just an attractiveness and a likability. Um, so it can, it can be helpful with connecting with people and, and, um, bringing a little bit of extra charisma to a relationship and a conversation. Excellent. So is there, um, sort of a compatibility between that and, you know, who you would attract whilst you're in that sort of phase? Well, uh, compatibility is a totally different question. And so the rabbit is just the indicator of the star that helps you with the power of attraction. Now there are other animal signs in the year that do have compatibility functions. Um, now we're in the year of the tiger and the two other animal zodiac signs that are in what are called the three harmony frame with the tiger are the dog and the horse. So if you have a horse or a dog in your Chinese astrology chart, you are automatically part of the frame that brings a a more harmonious relationship with the year of the tiger. Um, Now, the timing for that is the horse animal sign is born usually in the month of June, and the dog animal sign is typically born in the month of October. Um, Now, the tiger is the month of February and it's also the year. So we're by now we're past the month of February, but if you know someone who's born in June or someone who's born in October, or maybe yourself, then you may have one, uh, or of those animal signs. And they can also be anywhere else in your chart. So maybe you were born in a dog year or a horse year, or you were born on a horse day or a dog day or month, um, or hour, or it could be in your luck pillar. So the luck pillar is actually a little bonus check area um, to see if you have this extra harmonious component. And really what it does is it just helps you have more congenial, smooth communication in relationships. And that can be certainly for romance, can definitely be helpful to, um, to engage with somebody that you're trying to be romantic with. And it can also be helpful in business too. I find it fascinating that, you know, um, that, that it's sort of, quite different to the normal astrology zodiac signs in that you can have the you know the animals relate to not just a year but a month or a day or did you say even an hour right and what I like about Chinese astrology is I mean I'm not I will say this I'm not a western astrology expert but my understanding of western astrology is there's something like 500 different charts that are available in western astrology and in Chinese astrology people are so unique. There's something like over 13 million different variations. It's kind of (laughs) crazy about how many different variations there can be over time. Um, 
And it just makes someone so completely unique that as we all are, I read a chart, I really get to see someone's individuality. There's a lot more opportunity to connect with people with Chinese astrology, in my my opinion, anyway. All right. So um, given that it's the, the year of the water tiger, what aspects of the water tiger are strong in this year that's uh, the year of the water tiger? One of the things that I think is really interesting is that the, well, a few, a few things. <laughs> I can talk about this for hours. The element of water is what's called yang water. So all of the elements have polarity, either yin or yang. And so this year is yang water tiger, which when we use the imagery and we start to think about an image in our head, we think about the the water of the ocean or the sea, super powerful waves of water element. The animal sign of the tiger is yang wood element. Now there's yin wood or yang wood. Yang wood imagery is like an oak tree, something that's very sturdy, something that has deep roots, um, usually difficult to move. (laughs) So the emotion that is attached to water element, the yang water is the emotion of fear. And the emotion that is attached to the wood, yang wood element is the emotion of anger. And so we might see some pretty powerful emotions this year. (laughs) People who are feeling fearful um, and then get angry because they're fearful. One of the components of the tiger is that people who are, who have a tiger animal sign in their chart often are very protective, um, very, um, very sort of fiercely protective of their family, um, often stand up for their principles. Um, They don't usually back down from a perspective. So you can almost imagine someone being fearful and angry and standing up for their principles and not backing down. (laughs) And that can be challenging if you're living in an environment where there's, it's very unstable. So there might be a part of the world where there's something happening, where there's an uprising or sort of a revolution for lack of a better term. Um, And that fear can be channeled through that particular combination of the yang water and the tiger, because in Chinese astrology, there's something called 10 spiritual pillars. So a pillar is the combination of an element and a zodiac sign together. So the yang water tiger is one of the 10 spiritual pillars. And so when people get scared, sometimes they turn to spirituality and that's great because that isn't a component of the year. One of the things that we may see this year is people turning to spirituality in a different way. You know, we're coming out of a couple of years of the pandemic and we're sort of slowly coming out of it. I don't think we're going to be out of it anytime soon, but we're sort of slowly coming out of the pandemic. People are still fearful. There are still variants that are evolving. Um, but it's been a really rough time for a lot of people. And there's been a ton of grief because so many people have crossed over and passed. And when we are dealing with that much sadness and fear and anger, spirituality is a great place to turn. And this year has that, that element naturally as a component of the year. Yeah. And I think that can only be a, a good thing. You know, um, uh, I, personally could sort of actually feel the energy of this already happening you know and you can see you know that people are are um sort of not necessarily um going along with as they used to in the past being guided by governments of their nations now you know that i think people are looking for alternative ways to um uh, govern their own nations and quite rightly in some cases blame governments for their probable current predicaments if that hasn't been 
a great experience for them, especially through the last couple of years, like you say, through the world pandemic. Yes, yes. So we're, we're going to start to see people who, who want to sort of take more control. And, and because the tiger, sort of the spiritual pillar also indicates a higher learning ability and interest in um, human emotions, I, I think that we're going to start to see even greater emphasis on uh, mental and emotional health. And so when people are feeling stressed and frustrated, of course, they're going to revolt. They're going to uprise. They're going to want to take control of things that they feel are not working for them, which I think in the long run is actually going to be a good thing. We're currently in 22, 2022. In 2024, we're going to be moving to a whole new time period in feng shui. Um, so we're currently in what's known as period eight. And in 2024, we're going to move to period nine. So what we're experiencing now is little bit of the muddying of the water, if you will, for lack of a better term, where mm. the, the energy is not a light switch. It sort of moves like sand through an hourglass. So, or like a teeter totter. So it's not a light switch. And as we get closer and closer to 24, we're going to start to see a shift in the a change in how people perceive, how people work together, how people govern. Um, and, and as we get closer, it'll become even more powerful. And in fact, period nine is the age of the woman. <laughs> It yeah. is an age of spirituality. It's an age of metaphysics. It's um, and women will become more powerful and more center stage, which over the past few years, you can see from the Me Too movement, you can start to see women engaging in politics and higher levels of government even stronger. Um, they're just, I think last week in Colombia, they passed a uh, approval for abortions up to 24 weeks. So women's power is getting stronger and stronger all over the world. It certainly is. And I think, you know, certainly in my lifetime, I've seen a, a massive shift from a more male dominated patriarchal society to now a more, um, you know, feminine energy, uh, matriarchal energy. Yes. <laughs> we, we're going to start to view each other more as a global community and the humanitarian aspects will continue to get even stronger as we go through period nine, because this is the only planet we've got. We have a lot of, a lot more people on the planet and we all need to live together. And so the more that we can connect with each other on a, an emotional level, the stronger we'll be. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. And, and this isn't about man bashing, you know, I think it's yeah. just about redressing the balance, isn't it? I think that there is, well, sir, we're not man bashing. No way. I like men. We there, you know, relationships are important. I'm, I'm a big believer in balance, right? Yin and yang is needed to have balance and harmony. And there's an opportunity for women to take a more equitable position in the world. Yeah. Which um, I can, we can already feel the shift. Yes, and definitely. I think, you know, we're speaking about spirituality, not necessarily from a uh, organized religion perspective, because you don't need to be part of an organized religion to be a spiritual person, do you? Correct. Right. This is this is not about religion. Feng Shui is not a religion. Chinese astrology is not a religion. This is we're talking about the Chinese ancients' perspective on Mother Nature, essentially, because when we talk about the elements in Chinese astrology and Feng Shui. We're talking about what are called the five elements, which are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And they're said to make up everything in the universe. Now, some of the things that we talk about in Chinese astrology are literally constellations in the sky that we can see. And some of them are not. Some of them just are the energy that makes up the universe. And so it's not, it, it's not a religious component in any way. 
No, and you know the for me uh i'm not i've not come from a, an organized religious background not, nor do, would i want to be part of an organized religion to be honest but i do feel i am a very spiritual person and have a strong faith in uh you know source power my own higher power and uh you know the the power that's within all of us uh, myself i'm a nice jewish girl from ohio in america and how did i get involved in all this chinese metaphysics stuff it's not religion in any way um, it's, it's a beautiful accompaniment to perspective when you want to get to know yourself better, when you want to have a better life. I mean, to me, when I talk, when I think about feng shui, feng shui to me is a support system for our lives. When our lives have support through our physical environment, it's just easier for us to achieve the things that we want in life, like love and happiness and well-being and abundance. And feng shui is one piece of the puzzle your energy as a person, the energy that you carry with you is very important too, which is why we look at the Chinese astrology, because we want to know where your opportunities are coming from. We want to know the timing of when things might happen. We can see very clearly in a, someone's chart, if there's a relationship coming. Um, and, and if, if it's not happening for you this year, then it's a good time to get yourself prepared for it when it, so that you're ready for it when it comes. You mentioned earlier, which, um, I picked up on about the the water tiger energy is uh, around fear and anger specifically. Does that mean it's going to um, be quite prominent to see a lot of fear and anger from people this year? Or is it just a little bit more of a stronger energy than it would be probably in another different animal year? So the the elemental energy and the emotion that comes with it can give us sort of an over an umbrella understanding of where people are coming from. So for example, the last couple of years were metal years. 2020 was the year of the young metal rat. 2021 was the year of the yin metal ox. Metal element often indicates um, structure, uh, discipline, uh, can be militaristic can also be um, cold because metal element is pretty cold, um, uh, rigid, if you will, and can also indicate destruction and fighting. So this year we're moving away from that slowly and we're getting more into the emotional aspects of fear. So just from, I'm just going to use the pandemic as an example, because we're kind of in the middle of it, right? Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. What, what that tells me is that this year people will still be fearful that the, the, that people want to get back to living a quote unquote normal life. They want to be more social. They want to travel the world. And yet they're still feeling fearful because the variants are out there and they're still being extra cautious and, um, they may not feel quite as free to do the things that they want to do. And underneath the water element with the fear is the wood element with anger. So you're feeling fearful. You want to go do things. You're feeling frustrated because you can't. And that turns into anger, which turns into resentment, which can turn into a snowball effect to um, challenging authority. So I think that unfortunately, that means that people will still be scared sig pretty significantly this year. Next year, there was still water element as well. So it'll be a little bit of time so we can work through that emotion a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's important to emphasize, you know, that it will be work, work, worked through. It'll just be a phase of our lives. So if yes. you are somebody that's currently feeling those negative emotions of fear or anger, just know that, you know, it's just a phase and 
we all come through the other side and survive these challenging. Absolutely. One of my favorite teachers that I I connected with when I was in college, like year 20 plus years ago, (laughs) I mean, I'm dating myself now, but she basically said, love is letting go of fear. Actually, there's a really wonderful book called love is letting go of fear. And so as a community, if we can acknowledge that the people are fearful, then we can focus on love. We can focus on being compassionate to other people. We can focus on being kind. People need so much kindness when they're feeling emotions. And if we can be supportive, um, it can be wonderfully helpful to our communities. And if you are somebody who wants to be in a relationship and you're looking to engage with a partner this year, that is potentially helpful information because people may still feel like I want to date, I want to meet with you, but I'm scared. And it's not that I don't want to go out and do things, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of torn because I'm not sure if I want to go. It might not be personal. It might just be something that they're dealing with and it's important to be compassionate. I think that's why I think um, I've seen such a high rise in healers becoming more prevalent in today's society. I think they've naturally um, been called to be who they are in their purpose and mission because there is going to be this fear and this anger that will need to be managed and uh, cope with that people will be reaching out for that sort of help, won't they? I hope so. I, I hope that there are amazingly talented people who are in a healing profession of any kind that can help us address our emotions and be more honest, um, more communicative so that we can have more fulfilling relationships. We Romance is only one aspect. I mean, of course, it's wonderful to be in a loving romantic relationship with a partner or a spouse. It can be very fulfilling and it can be fulfilling for other people too, who may not be looking for a long-term partner or something steady, even maybe they're just looking to make connections with people and go have a good time, but maybe they need to have good experiences and relationships with business. And that's part of the reason that we look at Chinese astrology, because you can see when the peach blossom star is coming, you can see when the three harmony frame is in someone's chart. So you can take, uh, you can take that information and leverage it to, to, for lack of a better term, to your advantage in your relationships. So how, how do you leverage, leverage, you know, a certain aspects showing in your chart? What, what would you, what do you advise? Well, first of all, if you have any of those components in your chart, this is a great time to push yourself a little bit in a safe way, right. To connect with people, to network, to, if you're looking for a relationship, it's a great opportunity to, to knock on your friend's doors and say like, who do you know that you can introduce me to? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the market. I want to meet somebody, but I can't do it by sitting at home watching YouTube all day. That's not how I'm going to meet anybody. So it is important for you to go out and ask for help and connect with people. And another component of that is timing. So if, for example, you have a dog in your chart, let's say you were born in October and this is the year of the tiger. The third component of that harmony frame is the horse, which is in June. So, Hey, June is your month to go out and go meet people and to go to events and to ask for opportunities to connect with people who may be seeking a partner or seeking a relationship. The timing of that can be very helpful. Again, you can do it in the reverse. So if you were born in a horse month and this is the year of the tiger, The third component of that is the dog, which is the month of October. So plan for the month of October to get out there and be meeting people and put out to the universe that you're looking for an opportunity to connect with somebody and see what happens. 
can't just, you can't, does not happen by sitting on the couch. Someone will not knock on your door and be like, hi, I'm your new relationship. I'm here for you. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> you have to take action and go do something. Absolutely. <laughs> I've said similar, you know, when I've been speaking about how you can manifest or generate wealth, you know, you can't just sit on your couch and expect a bag of money to fall on your head. <laughs> It doesn't work like that. I mean, I'm a feng shui practitioner and I, I really wish I could make money come out of the sky, but it doesn't work like that. You do actually have to do work. <laughs> feng shui favors action. Feng shui favors action. So when you know the right timing to do something and you know that there's opportunity there for you, you can be ready for the opportunity so that you can grab it. That's really preparation makes opportunity. That's really what we're doing here in feng shui is getting you ready for the opportunity. So if you know that star or that energy is favorable for you, go do it. Can you give us, in, in terms of for the benefit of the audience, some examples of uh, actions that you've took since you've, um, I suppose, become aware of French way or, and, uh, you know, implemented actions in your own life on the back of what you found out that have worked out for you to um, inspire us all to get more into it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I could talk for hours about this. So feng shui is one aspect of it from a Chinese astrology perspective. One of the things that I used to do, I used to work a regular day job. I was in college admissions for 20 years and uh, I worked for a company and I used to collect the birthday list of everybody in the office. So I could look at everyone's chart and I could see what everyone's strengths were, what animal signs they had in their chart, who was going to have a good day, who was going to have a good month, who was dealing with a challenge of some kind. And, um, I, I played to my strengths. I said to my boss, if you need X and Y done, I can do X and Y, but Z needs to be done by somebody else because I can only do these two things. So go get the other person in the office to go do that. And I, I learned very quickly how my boss needed to be communicated with through his chart. And so I communicated with him the way that he wanted to. So I was sort of like managing up, if you will, I kind of managed him a little bit based on his chart. Um, and it, it worked out very, very well. I also, I would use the timing correctly. So one of the things that I learned about my Chinese astrology chart is there were days that were more favorable for me than others. So the days that were more favorable for me, I made a, a point to call my students and connect with them to make sure the relationship was really strong. So that they had a good experience with me, which was good for them also. And the days where my energy was not so strong, I would do admission. I would do sort of admin work and I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a lot of time connecting with people on the phone because it, it just, you know, I was just, wasn't at my best. So I sort of, I planned my time accordingly based on how the energy worked. And I actually do that now still, I do it in my practice. Um, and I find it very valuable because it, it creates a win-win situation when you're doing something at timing, when you're at your best, everybody wins. Absolutely. So excellent. <laughs> so for those people that are interested in finding more about Feng Shui and Chinese astrology and um, whether, you know, they've got something present or not in their chart to take action around, what would be your best contact information for them to get in touch with you, Gillian? Well, actually on my website, I have a free calculator. So the Chinese word for four pillars of destiny is Bazi, B-A-Z-I. So it looks like Bazi, but it's actually pronounced Bazi. And on my website, there's a free calculator. So what you can do is you can go to the link and we'll post it in the show notes. You can type in your birthday information, uh, the gender that you were assigned at your birth, the time that you were born, if you have it, and you can get a free chart and it will give you lots of information along with your zodiac signs, your lucky 
your life star number, your lucky directions for feng shui. And that's a good place to start so that you can see if you have a rabbit in your chart. You can see if you have a horse or a dog in your chart. So you can start to use uh, the right timing this year and take advantage of these special stars and the harmony frame that's happening this year. And if somebody wants a private reading, I offer private readings and periodically I also offer classes. So if somebody wants to learn more and sort of dig deeper into it, I also teach basic Chinese astrology uh, chart reading as well. Excellent. I love that. So Gillian, any final words of advice around what's happening for us this year before we close the episode? One of my favorite quotes is when you touch someone's heart, the fingerprint lasts a lifetime. So I just encourage people to remember that people need compassion and kindness and to touch people's hearts with tenderness this year. Wow. (laughs) Powerful. (laughs) Thank you so much. Really appreciate the conversation today. It's fascinating as always to have you on. It was great to be here. I look forward to talking with you again. Absolutely. So just leads me to say true love starts (laughs) with opening our hearts. Until next time. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.